Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 166. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and really warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How you doing? How's your week been? So as this episode comes out, I think we are just about in February. Hooray, we made it through January. In fact, I'm going to need to check now because I can't say something and then it'd be wrong. Yes, we are. In fact, it's the 1st of February today. It felt like a long January, didn't it? I mean, it's going to feel like another long year. Let's let's face it and just, you know, go it's we're getting used to this now it's come to be expected isn't it so this week I've got an interview for you and I'm really excited about it I've wanted Felicia on the podcast for a while for whatever reason it just didn't come to fruition but actually I think this is the most perfect time so we all know that our friend COVID has affected a lot of things in the world and affected our businesses in lots of ways and one of the ways it has affected me personally is the fact that I speak for a living or part of my living and I stand on stages and I love it. Like it makes me so, so happy and I've missed it dreadfully and I've missed the travel that goes along with it. I've missed the fact that I get taken to amazing countries and see amazing things and meet other amazing people and meet you guys and I miss it so, so very much. So, Speaking for me has been a, like a really big thing that has disappeared during COVID times, but also it has another effect on my business other than the fact of me enjoying it. It's one of the ways in which I use to get seen. So it's one of the ways that I get to be in front of new audiences 
and for new audiences to discover me, which means it's part of my marketing program. So that obviously is, it has impacted me and I've had to find other ways in which to ensure that I can get in front of new audiences. And obviously I've done the whole online speaker thing and, and that's been great. And I've enjoyed the fact that I can still reach new audiences and sometimes huge audiences, but it doesn't quite seem to have the same impact as doing it in person, which obviously it's not going to. So I wanted to bring Felicia on to talk at all things speaking because she is a speaker expert. Not only is she a speaker herself, but also she has a membership that provides speakers with lists of events that are looking for speakers and advice for speakers and all that sort of good stuff. So I thought she was perfect to have on to talk about like where we are now, whether it's still worth some of you who are thinking about becoming a speaker or wanting to find your audience through speaking, whether it's still worth doing it now, how do we do it? How's it impacted? What does she think the world's going to you know, go to? Are we going to be back to the big conferences? Are we going to be able to hug each other again and have photos? God, I hope so. So I brought Felicia on to talk all about that. Even if you're not a speaker, I think this is going to be a great one for you because she really does talk about the fact of, you know, the importance of being a speaker and being an authority in your industry and the ways in which you can still do that during lockdown and how that might look and how it might look in the future. So, and she's entertaining. We had a really good laugh. Uh, She's a lovely lady. So I think you're going to enjoy it. So let me tell you a bit about Felicia. This is where I try and read and I make an absolute mess of it. Felicia Jones is a keynote motivational speaker and MC who is on a mission to change lives with the core message of believing to achieve and succeed. She has channeled hundreds of, hundreds of audiences to have mindset. Sh- oh my God, I told you, mindset shifts when it comes to reaching success. She does a lot of work around science and maths because she has a bachelor in computer sciences and talks a lot about females and young people going into the kind of STEM world. I'm not even going to pretend I know too much about that. She has done work in many, many countries and has been on things like NBC, News, FinCon, Women in Travel Summit. She's done lots and lots of speaking. So she's also a TEDx speaker. So this lady really does know what she's talking about. Like I said, she also has a membership called I Find You Close, where basically she sends lists of speaking gigs that you can apply for. So if you are a speaker, you do want to check that out. I will make sure we link up to it in the show notes. Okay, that's it. I'll leave you with the lovely Felicia and I having a chat about this. I hope you enjoy. So I am really excited today that I get to welcome the very lovely Felicia Jones to the podcast. Welcome, Felicia. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> yes. And you know what? It's been a long time coming. We met at Marketed Live. I'm trying to think, hang on, where are we with years? So it was 2019. Yes. Now people can hear from your accent. You're not from the UK. So you came over and we met and we had a really good time. And then the world kind of went a little bit weird. <laughs> Seriously, what happened in 2020? I don't know. <laughs> it just didn't exist. We just jumped straight to this yeah. year. Although I'm not sure we want to be in this year either at the moment. No. Um, but yeah, it was always my intention to be like, yeah, you need to come on and we need to talk. But literally the world went crazy. And what you've come on to talk about uh, was impacted massively. So before oh, yes. we get into all of that good stuff, 
why not take a moment or two, as I always do with every podcast guest, to introduce yourself and tell people how you got to do what you're doing today. Oh, wow. How, how many bottles of wine do you have for that? Uh, <laughs> okay, so I, I run a company called I Find You Clothes, where I go out and research speaking engagements for people around the United States and around the world. And I just happened to fall into it because I started off as a money coach and I needed a way to market my business. And I really sucked at social media and all other things. And it was surprising that this speaking thing actually worked for me because I was one of those who tried to avoid speaking as much as possible, but it worked. And my background being a computer scientist and doing research for the Navy, actually it, it, came, in, it came in handy when finding these gigs and people just kept asking. And now I have a company where that's what I do every day. We find the end of the internet. It is so much fun. You know, I love the way you just really casually throw in like, you know, computer scientist, Navy, uh, did this. Also, you're on TV in the States as well, aren't you? I was on television, so that ended uh, because of the pandemic. But over a year, I was on a national TV show answering personal finance questions for Daily Blast Live. And that was a lot of fun. Didn't see that one coming, but it was kind of cool. I really do miss getting a professional makeup artist doing my face every day. Oh, amazing. I know. That would be the best <laughs> bit of that job. Must be uh, the best bit. Yeah, I told him, I said, is it wrong because I only show up to get the makeup? And they yeah. said, no. I said, okay, cool. <laughs> I'll say what you like when you put me on camera, just as long as you'll do my makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make me look good, please. <laughs> so... So the reason you and I were at Marketed Live, we were both speakers there, and yeah. you were talking about how becoming a speaker and being a speaker is great for your business. So yes. let's just, although we've got a whole host of things I want to talk about because of what's happened, <laughs> let's just touch on that a little bit in terms of why is it that business owners before the pandemic were looking at speaking as a, you know, way or route to market or as an option for them marketing their businesses? Well, it really is the best way to show authority inside of your business. It's something magical about getting on stage that now you are the instant expert. And hopefully you know what you're talking about, but you are elevated to that expert status so quickly and you're able to stop going from one-to-one -one conversations and you can go one-to-many and you get the credibility, you can show off that on your website and people just start believing that, okay, this person probably knows exactly what they're talking about. So that's been one of the biggest benefits of speaking is that you get to show your credibility and your authority and you get to talk to the masses at one time. Yeah, and for me, I don't know about you now, obviously you said to begin with, it wasn't necessarily the thing you were thinking, I wanna go and do. But I love it. Like, and what is it up there with like one of the biggest fears? People hate yeah. public speaking. I literally, like, don't get me wrong, I'm always nervous. I'm always, you know, slightly kind of like, okay, I want this to be good and I want to be good when I do it. But once I'm up there, it's like, can I just stay here all day? That would be ace. And <laughs> so I really enjoy the process of doing it. But do you think it's open genuinely to anybody? Because like we have a mutual good friend, our good friend, Biz Paul, who's been on the show and he has an event. Obviously it was his event that we went to and he obviously gets pitched by lots of speakers. And we often have conversations about speakers and I look at people and, and some people just, they're not naturally great speakers. So is it something <laughs> you think they can learn or do you think 
<laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. Um, <laughs> yes, becoming a better speaker, you can absolutely learn how to become a better speaker. And, and I agree, not everybody is meant to be on stage. A lot of people mm -hmm. think they are. And yeah. what I've found is there are a lot of people who like to talk. And sometimes they uh, misconstrue that with being able to get on stage and present which is completely different because there's a style that you kind of have to follow on stage to engage with people, to bring them into your world and not just get up there and talk. And mm. it's not meant for everyone, but I, I, I mean, I applaud anybody who is willing to get up on stage because it is nerve wracking. I mean, I'm a hot mess before I go on stage. So you don't want to be around me. And at that event, you went on first. Because I was so envious. I was like, gosh, if I can just go on first and be done, it'd be great. But I had to wait the entire day. So I was, yes, I was a hot mess. So I was opening, you were closing. And I have to say, if I have the choice, I would much rather have the opening. Because like you said, you get it done, you can relax on the rest of the day. Yeah. So, do you know, I've just literally forgotten what I was about to say. This happens to me sometimes. It happens. Like it happens. Big figure X, you know, a podcast host of all these years, I would be good at this stuff. No, no, not at all. No, no. I'm very authentic. <laughs> My listeners know that. So, okay. So obviously the speaking on the stage is great. I, it was really useful for me. I really enjoyed it. I really got something from it from a business point of view. Getting in front of people was brilliant. Um, seeing, you know, like you said, that one-to-many thing, having that conversation mm -hmm. with the audience, you're picked as the expert, you know, because if you can get on stage and speak, it's brilliant. And luckily, I wasn't doing it as a way to earn money. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was getting paid, great. I would also ask to be paid in some instances, but I used it as a tool to be seen. So when it obviously came to the pandemic, it didn't make a difference to my income, but, or not really make any difference to my income, but for you, you're working with people who are full-time speakers. Like, what on earth happened when, you know, this happened and that was their main income stream? Wow, that, great question. A lot of full-time speakers weren't full-time speakers anymore. Right. Uh, they had to actually pivot into figuring out how to make money. I ran across quite a few people who were making, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars in contracts, uh, speaking and training, keynote uh, events, and it was, it's just gone in a matter of, gosh, mm. weeks, all gone. And even my paid speaking gigs, they, they were moved from last year to this year. Now I'm starting to get the cancellations that they're moving to 2022. So yeah. a lot of people just found themselves trying to figure out how to pivot. And those who were able to pivot and create a studio at home and give an experience online, they fared a lot better than some other speakers. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is the thing. I think for me, I always had a balance of online and in person. So for me, it wasn't too bad sort of going into that online space. Because obviously what happened uh -huh. with me, and I guess with lots and lots of speakers, was the pandemic hit and suddenly every man and his dog was going online, weren't they? And we had all these <laughs> crazy online events like so let's just touch on that what what do you think of these online events you know what I, I had to change my mind about them I've never not liked the online events I've always thought they were really good but of course pre-pandemic 
I would always choose a live event because you get the stage, you get the people in front of you, because as business owners, we can convert people right then and there um, after mm -hmm. we get off stage. But online in the beginning, it was absolutely crazy because um, I'm sure you, you are like me, everybody and their mom called you. Can you be, can you be a guest yeah. on here? Can you be yeah. on this interview? And it, it was kind of fun in the beginning. And then I start getting burnt out. Like I cannot look at a camera again for yeah. another month. So in the beginning, I think it was really crazy with all of the online. And then we got to a point where if you are an online speaker, you had to set yourself apart from everyone else. Mm -hmm. And that was the tricky part. And, and in the beginning, it was little, literally just better lighting, better camera, not using your laptop camera and having people mm -hmm. see up your nose while you're speaking. Uh, yeah. You know, you had to set yourself apart. And we're getting into into a point now where those who have the money and the ability to do a whole production, those are the ones who are kind of winning in the online space uh, when it comes to speaking. Yeah, yeah. And I think what was really funny is when I first started, when, when the pandemic started, I was so used to being like my camera looking really good because I'd worked uh -huh. from home and been online for ages. So it was great because like Every room I went into, every talk I did, it was like I stood out in terms of my backdrop and everything. And um, and then I went into this one interview and there was this guy <laughs> in there called Adrian Salisbury, who I've talked about before, he's been on the podcast, uh -huh. who teaches people how to do a camera setup from home. And his camera was flipping amazing. And yeah. I was just like, oh my goodness. And suddenly it's like in my head, up my game right so I bought all the stuff I've got all the lights I've done you know and it was like I had to do all this stuff in order to make sure that like you said you know the the, the average what was good was then no longer good it was like yeah. you've got to pick that up and um, the other thing I wanted to touch on in terms of the online speaking thing especially if people are thinking about it for me and I'd be interested to hear what your experience is when I go on stage the room gives me energy and I get ah. energy from the room and I give my energy. I'm very energetic speaker. I, you know, but it's because I feel their energy and I love being on the stage and walking around and, you know, and that helps. Sitting in my office, in my house, at my desk, the energy that I have got to pull from nowhere to suddenly be like, ta-da, is hard work. <laughs> but that's what you have to do. It is it really is hard trying to find the energy when you have no audience in front of you. Mm -hmm. And as a speaker trying to speak to a camera, to an audience, who knows where, you have to bring so much energy before you even turn on the camera because yeah. it shows. You know, we can see the droopy eyes or we can see you looking off into the yonder world and, and, and you have to exaggerate so much with your, your voice and your tone and kind of almost, it may feel clownish for a lot of people, but mm. that's what you have to bring. And it is exhausting. So doing it every day can really wear you out. And mm. I'm, I'm like you, I love the, the audience experience because sometimes that's how I create my talks. I don't do it on the spot, but I do my intro based on what's happening in the room. Yeah. And when you don't have that, you don't really know, like, okay, like, what's happening? How do I even start this thing? Yeah, and I think also the difference in some of the events I've done. So some of them, you are live on a Zoom room. So huh? I've, I quite like that because I like seeing people's faces, and I like to call people out. Like, you know, 
um, especially if you're doing it for a fairly small event and mm -hmm. you know the types of people that are in the room or the businesses that are in the room. But it's the ones where I've had a few where, so I did Inbound this year, which was amazing. Oh, Not congrats. Year, um, <laughs> which, of course, is amazing. And I was so excited. But, of course, it was online. And then, and what was interesting was I had to pre-record before we, before the event happened, because obviously yeah. they had to get everything in. So there's no, nothing, that, you know, that you can pick up on. You've just got to go on camera and do your thing. I hate pre-recording. But also... I just do it as if I am live. So I never edit it. I literally turn yep. it on as if you are seeing me do this live at this point. But then what happens is like you get to the event and you don't have the same, like when you're at an event in in, <laughs> in front of people, you get all the tweets, you get all the Instagram stories, you get all the photos, you get people wanting to come and have a photo taken with you, which I love so much. <laughs> My ego loves so much. But like... You know, you don't get any of that. And that's, and then you start thinking, well, is that worth my time? Like, is it worth me doing that if that's the case? It, it is worth doing it. But yeah, your ego will probably have to take a back, back seat for a few years um, yeah. until we get out of this. And yeah, it's, it's not the same. It is not the same at all. And it takes a while to kind of figure out how to navigate it. Um, I'm completely opposite than you. Give me the pre-recording and I am done. Uh, that is so funny. And you, because I used to live stream for two years. I live streamed for two oh, years. Yes, so I got used to being able to talk, talking to nobody and being yeah. energetic and also being able to read the comments. Um, and one of the other little clues, just to give anybody who's listening, um, if you are doing a lot of virtual speaking and you have to do a pre-recording, what I've started doing is taking those pre-recordings and turning them into mini courses. Wow. Yep. See, that's, <laughs> that's how you start making money because this is, when you look at it, when we go speak live, we're always wondering, can we get the photos? Can we get the videos? And sometimes course, it's a huge hassle. It's a huge hassle. Us, yeah. Especially we want those things. Yeah. We want, we want all the things. And this is probably the one time where we can control our content and we can take that content and repurpose it instantly into a mini course. I mean, throw $5 on it and just say, hey, and, you know, give a disclaimer. This is a presentation for so-and-so 2020. And you'll be surprised. People may just pick it up and just purchase it because I think that my presentations have a lot of information that, that's really good yeah. for people. So why not make money off of it? And you're right. And I think even more so when I'm doing it online, because I feel like, when they're on stage, one that when you're on stage, one they're a captive audience. They're sat there at a conference. So if the first five minutes is a bit dull, they're not mm -hmm. gonna just switch off and go. I mean, they might <laughs> mentally like you know check out, but they're not gonna leave the audience as it were. But or they may go to the bathroom, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> not from that. But like you know, I feel like when it's online, I've got to give yet more value because of the fact it's online and I've got to go quicker and I've got to give more details and I've got to, you know, make more of that talk than maybe I would have done. So you're right. The value in the talks are huge, you yeah. know, and, and I do try really hard to obviously stick within certain subjects and certain talks that I've done before. And therefore uh -huh. I'm not having to rewrite one every time or whatever, but, but, you know, it's still a huge amount of content. So I want to ask, one thing I do want you to say, and this is what I forgot earlier on, <laughs> is when you said you're a hot mess before you go on stage, I just want you 
tell people, like the kind of speaking you have done and the fact <laughs> that you're a TEDx speaker. And this isn't like you're just playing this as a hobby. This is, you've done some serious speaking. Well, it's, yeah, I'm not that much of a hot mess, but I'm still a hot mess. So um, <laughs> I've done two TEDx talks and when I when I actually do go out and get paid to speak. So I do a mix of speaking for free and getting paid to speak. And when I speak for free or however, what I can negotiate, because I will negotiate just about anything from a speaking gig, I will go out and market the business. And that's kind of where, you know, we met at Market It Live and yeah. events like that. But when I do go out and get the high dollar gigs, I talk about women in technology. So I will go to women in tech events, health healthcare companies, insurance companies, and things like that. And yeah, and I've, gosh, I think I've done over like 120 of these so far. Wow. And my approach is so different because I'm one of those that's like, yeah, I don't need to be on stage. Like, seriously, mm -hmm. I don't want to put on Spanx today. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Got to put the heels on. I know. The outfit <laughs> thing, we had a conversation about the outfit thing because the oh, worst gosh. thing about speaking on stage is that you really do need different outfits because of the fact that you're photographed and you can't be photographed in the same dress at three different speaking <laughs> events if you want to no. use those photos. So, no. yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of nice. I haven't had to put on Spanx in a year, though. It's amazing. It's brilliant. I, I know. It. <laughs> and it is, do you know what? It's so funny as well, because now, instead of dresses, in fact, I had a massive sort out in my wardrobe the other day and passed on loads of dresses to various family members or whatever. And... Basically now what I have is tops, lots and lots of tops, because it doesn't matter what I'm wearing at the bottom because you're not going to see it. So as long as it looks vaguely good from the top. Also, the other thing that's really interesting is I was, <laughs> on, I was on with a friend of mine on Zoom and she's like, oh, that top's lovely. I was like, do you know what? It's rubbish. It's a really yeah. rubbish top. But on screen, it looks absolutely fine. It was like £12. Like, seriously. Don't, don't you hate that? I've, I've had a couple of outfits like that where it's been in the... The I call it the goodwill pile, the thing that's gonna that you're gonna get rid of. Yeah. And so I've been digging through that over the last few months. Like this looks horrible, you know, in person, but on camera, it's like, wow, that actually it's looks horrible. really good. And yeah. um, but but I do recommend no matter what you're doing, because we are at home speaking, put your pants on. Um, we've yes. had too many incidents where people had to get up from the camera, and we don't need to see whatever you no, got down there. No one so, needs to see that. Not even my yeah. husband. You know put your I mean? pants on, put your <laughs> pants on. And here's, here's another tip. I know we're kind of getting off, but when it does come to speaking at home or in your studio, I always recommend to stand up. So that's why sometimes yeah. it is nicer if you can put on your entire outfit. It, you're only going to keep it on for like 20 minutes and get rid of it. Uh, yeah, you can go back yeah. to your PJs as soon as you're done. But you're right. My husband often says that to me, often says you're so much better stood up. Like, oh yeah, you, your energy is different. You're you know, the way you come across is different. So I am very lucky that I have a standing desk, which obviously I'm ah. sat at the moment, but it's an electronic desk that goes up and down. So I can do that. But but yeah, sometimes it's just easier. It's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we're yeah. doing all this stuff from home, isn't there? So yeah. what if someone is, like, I'm interested obviously to know what we think is going to happen, but what if someone is sat here right now and thought, you know what, 2020 was meant to be my year to start off as a speaker and then suddenly there was no <laughs> event. Is it, is now just a terrible time to think about it? Or do you still think there's opportunity for people to, to put themselves forward as speakers, even though 
because sorry, I just want to come back to one thing. When I started speaking, I did the teeniest of tiniest things you've ever seen. Like <laughs> I did speaking gigs to three mums in a pub. I did speaking gigs to like five women in a whatever event. Like been there. I did the teeny <laughs> tiny ones to get good, to get experience, to get confidence, to get like my style and work out what I like talking about and how I like talking and and that sort of thing. And then obviously you work your way up. So how does that work if we're doing, if you want to start doing this now? You know, I love that everybody was in this 2020 as my year mode. I was too. Yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> different rules for you. And what I see happening with speaking is that this is still a good time to jump in. You're going to have to jump in very differently because there are plenty of opportunities out there. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I do with the with some of the people with I Find You Clothes is I tell them still apply for the events. Even if they say it's going to be in person, you never know. They may mm-hmm. switch to hybrid. They may switch to virtual. And hybrid is a little uh, small audience in person, and then everybody mm-hmm. else is at home. And that's what we're starting to see, a lot of those hybrid type events, because now you can negotiate to just stay home and speak. It's like, okay, I'll do that. And mm-hmm. there, there are still many, many, many opportunities for us as speakers to get out there and market your business. For, for some of us, we just have to switch our mindset. It's kind of going back into doing webinars. That's mm-hmm. essentially what's going on. We have to kind of frame it as a webinar. We have to present very differently. Like now you're not telling people at the end how to connect with you. You have to put it in the beginning and we can't speak the entire time. So if they're giving you an hour, I tell people stop talking for the entire hour. You talk for 30 minutes and that's it. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is Q&A because one question can literally lead into another topic, uh, a whole other speech. So there's opportunities out there and I've been telling everyone your job for 2020 was to just stay relevant, to make sure people know that you're out there. If you choose, I also tell people to give yourself grace. If you needed to take a break, take a break. But 21 is pretty much going to be the year. If you're going to take this serious, this is the year to kind of get everything together. You need to upgrade your equipment. You need to get your topics um, re reimagine your topics because they need to be relevant. Right now, we have people still talking about the same old sales thing from 2018. Like, okay, that ain't gonna work in 20, in 21 Absolutely and 22. Yeah. <laughs> so it's time to refresh. Look at your website. All of those assets. You know, we've been doing all of these virtual. Record them. Turn them into courses. Put them on your website mm-hmm. because next year there will be companies with budgets. And a lot of people will be tired of sitting at home. They're going to want that in-person experience. And it's going to only be reserved for those who have been able to deliver in a massive way. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. We've got to see, this is what, what I worry about in this situation, not just in this industry, but in every industry that people will just go, Oh, I'll just, I'll just put my feet up for a bit then that, cause it's, it's not going to work. And it's like, and like you said, if you, from a, a mental health point of view or from an emotional point of view, need to do that, then absolutely. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that come 2022, when they're looking for speakers, you can't suddenly just spring yourself out of the woodwork and go, hey, Lou, I'm no. here. I just didn't want to do the <laughs> online thing. And it's like, as much as it's tiresome and it's not, like, I, one of the things I love about speaking is traveling. Like, yes, in me. 2019, you know, I went to Greece and Cyprus and 
Dubai and America and I can't even remember where else. Like <laughs> I got to go on some amazing trips and my husband came with me and it was brilliant. This year just gone, I was meant to go to Monaco. I was meant to go to, Ooh. I really want to go to Monaco. Um, did you invite me I, I, oh, yeah. I don't remember my invitation I'm sorry where was my yeah. invitation well to Monaco? do you know what you know <laughs> they delayed it so fingers crossed and it's not till November so you never know we could we could be doing that one in November I have so many travel points because um I actually just launched a, a live stream where I talk about how to travel the world as a speaker we sat down we have 400,000 points we have no. to go somewhere yeah that's crazy well, the other thing is, so we've just spent some of our points. So BA, British Airways over here, mm-hmm. we, that's who we have all our points with. And we had, I don't know, probably about 100, 150,000 points. And one first class flight from here to the States is about 180,000 points. Mm-hmm. Except because obviously the airlines are on their backside, because obviously no one's flying, they're yep. doing these amazing deals. So we've actually got two first class flights to LA now granted it's in March there's no way we're gonna be able to fly to LA in March but, okay but how much well it was 1200 pounds like for two first class flights which Wait should be around 20 grand like insane and 90 90,000 points so like not even the the full points that you should have used it was amazing and all we're thinking is if we have to push it back we have to push it back like if they have to Ow. give my money back, they give my money back. Like, either way, it's worth a punt, or I think it is anyway. So, this yeah, is why you the, speak. This is why you speak so you can travel. <laughs> exactly, and that, and you know what? That's why I'm not so bothered about this the being paid thing. As long as it's my audience, or they're taking me to somewhere lovely and putting me up somewhere lovely. And oh gosh, yes. My travel and my hotel, and then I'm not I, everything. I weigh everything up, and it's like there's got to be either it's my audience, I get paid or I really want to go there and I get some time. So for instance, I did something in Greece and they gave me days either side. So they actually gave me like a five day <laughs> trip for literally really? an hour speaking. Like amazing. So they you can't beat that. So <laughs> you, you can't this, beat that. <laughs> so for me, I can't wait till the in-person stuff comes back because one, like I said, my ego really likes those photos <laughs> and really likes meeting people. Um, and I love the hugs as well. I lo- I'm a hugger. I do like a hug. Um, yeah. So I can't wait till that comes back. But I'm obviously going to do the, the kind of online stuff. So I want to get another bit of practical stuff before I let you go because I'm conscious how much time I'm taking from you. So I have nowhere to go. There you go. Oh, well, that, yeah. <laughs> none of us have. Literally none of us. <laughs> I've got to go downstairs and drink wine. That's it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how is now different? Now, I've not had to pitch anywhere yet. But as we've come into this year, I'm now starting to think, and funnily enough, because I am a member of your membership, mm-hmm. and your email came out literally yesterday or today, or I can't remember when, but not that long ago. And I thought, oh, that needs to go back on my list of things that I need to proactively do. Because don't get me wrong, I, I get lots of opportunities to speak at different places and whatever. But but strategically, I'm not being smart enough about it. And I need to go to places that would be perfect and a, and a maybe bigger events or whatever. And I need to go and apply. So what's different now about yeah. applying than was when it was in person? Well, applying now means you have to be flexible. 
you have to be so flexible because you don't know if the event is going to reschedule, postpone, go virtual. And you, you just have to go with the flow. And, and that's all I can really tell for a lot of people. Be flexible. But what I'm also seeing with a lot of events is the, the turnaround time to book speakers is even shorter now. Because okay. so many people have gone or events have gone virtual. Before, it would take like three, four months. You apply and then you wait and you sit, you know, and then you mm -hmm. go speak. Now, because of virtual, I'm seeing like 30 days or less. So you need to be able to go fast, be flexible, and just be ready. And for someone like you, it's definitely going to be the year where you're going to have to make it a priority to start pitching again. Now, yeah. I'm just like you. Last year, I didn't have to pitch because all of those years of building the credibility, meeting people, it really worked out because my brain was not in pitching mode in 2020. Yeah. But it did work out that people were able to find me because of the website and everything else that I've already had out there. So it's going to be really important for you to make sure you kind of reintroduce yourself to people. You can go mm -hmm. back to all of the events from 2019 and just say, hey, just want to let you know, I know the last couple of years have been a little nutty, but I've reimagined some of my topics and I would like to reconnect with your audience. It's almost like trying to go back to where we left off. And you're going to have to make it a priority because the big time speakers, a lot of them did kick up their feet and try to figure out what they needed to do. They also reduced their rates. You can get some of these speakers who were charging $25,000. Now you can book them for $5,000 and they're down in our range of, of speakers That's now. Amazing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so if I got to compete with them, then what else can I do? So yeah. you're just going to have to just stay very relevant and just make it a priority if it is something that you want inside of your business. Because remember, all of these events, if they're happening now, they're starting to book into 2022. So mm -hmm. you can't really sit all of 21 and then wait until December to get on stage in 22. You have to remember that all of the events that were canceled in 2020, they're taking all of their speakers with them. Mm -hmm. They're literally, all of their speakers are going with them into 21. And if they're canceled... Yeah they're going with them into 22. Yeah, and <laughs> and I guess, you know, potentially a handful of those won't want to carry on or won't be available or whatever, but, but like you said, on the whole, they're going to be. So I've yeah. got another question to ask, and this is very, um, just purely for my own question. <laughs> but when we last spoke, which was a while ago, we talked about my, my speaker page, which mm -hmm. Felicia very kindly said was awful. Um, and she was <laughs> right. <laughs> Your, your media kit should have been on your speaker page. Speaker, your media kit so was ama amazing. <laughs> you will be really glad to hear my speaker page now is basically my media kit. It's lush. I'm going to go okay? look. <laughs> I've got a really nice speaker page on my site now. How much of that speaker page should I be putting over to the virtual stuff? And like, you know how, what on a speaker page, you have pictures of you speaking because that mm -hmm. really helps. Although, can I tell you something? I had someone pitch to the podcast once and... I was looking at her website, my stepson walked in and we're just chatting and I'm like, I'm going through the, her speaker page. And he, he said to me, and luckily he was there and was obviously a bit more with it than I was. He went, there's no pictures of her speaking. And I was like, oh uh, my God, like, yeah. not one picture. And I thought, you haven't spoke anywhere. Like you're saying you're a speaker, but you're not really a speaker. Um, so yeah, so obviously I've got all these pictures of me speaking. I've got all these different things on my speaker page. How much of that should I really turn over to 
now I'm going to review my topics. That is in my head because actually mm-hmm. they are out of date. But how much should I turn over to the virtual stuff? Should I have pictures of me in my office on a screen? Or like, yes, I should. <laughs> okay, that's the short answer. Good. Okay, I'm going to do that. Because can I tell you something so cool about this online speaking, which would never have happened? Mm-hmm. So last year, at the end of last, not last year, the year before, 2019, I spoke at an event in Harrogate in the UK, and it was held by Philip Kotler. So Sir Philip Kotler is a, like, literally the king of marketing. Like, he's known uh-huh. as the father of marketing. His is the book I learned from in, in um, uni. To be honest... I thought he was dead. Like, obviously, I didn't tell him that when I met him. But no, don't do old. that. He was old when I was in uni, and that was a long time ago. But anyway, so he did his first ever UK event, and I was a speaker, which for me, having done a degree and learned from his stuff, like, you know, that was just crazy. And all the other speakers were professor like him. I was the only one who wasn't a professor. So anyway, he did that event and he does events all over the world under this Kotler brand and he put on his first ever virtual event he asked me to not him personally but his team asked me to speak which was amazing I was the only one that they picked from the UK lineup then the event was I was translated into five languages and it was streamed to 104 countries around the world and had over 500,000 delegates. Like, I was getting DMs, I'm not even kidding you, from this guy in Iran, and there's me on his TV. Like, I was just like, what on earth? I was saying to my husband, like, have you been to Tehran and Iran? And he's like, yeah. I said, oh, this guy is just, there, there I am on the TV. And then I get another one from, like, Pakistan, and I get this, like, these are places that there's not a cat in hell's chance you would go necessarily out there and speak in person. But like, oh my goodness, to to be, to have that reach, that's just insane. You'd never get that in a real event. Like there's no no room that would hold all those people. No. And, and I'm sure your ego did love those DMs with the photos. Cause I get those too. And it's just like, who are these people sending me a photo of me? It's so weird. On their TV. That's not (laughs) weird, is it? Like, okay, thank you. I love it. Um, I love it. You know what? And that should be on your speaker page as well. Uh, okay. I, I will definitely say when, oh gosh, I forgot what I was going to say when it comes to the virtual. Never mind now. <laughs> there we go. Same as me. <laughs> but we should definitely be showing the virtual stuff, even though, because it's a bit dull, doesn't it? Here's me well, on a Zoom screen. Actually, not really. And you do want to at least take one photo of you. You don't have to have your entire speaker page with you being virtual. You want to be able to take a photo and not you like just on camera, but you want to get somebody in your house to take the photo of your equipment. Because what is starting to happen now is on speaker applications or when pitching, they want to know, can you handle the technology? And we're starting to see the difference of people who can't handle the technology and those who can. And there's just like you said, when you go into the rooms and I've done this too, Mm -hmm. you go on live and they're like, wow, your lighting is amazing. And it was like, yes, it took years to get this here, but you want to show that off because it makes a huge difference from somebody who Mm -hmm. is using their, you know, 2017 laptop, not shaming 2017 laptops, but But. with bad (laughs) cameras. And you, you know, and you're looking up their nose the entire time. So you want to be able to show that 
you have a live streaming studio, if you have the space in your home, or you have the equipment yeah. and is set up to handle um, everything. Uh, because me, when I um, I was a speaker coordinator for four years, I will I would be looking for those types of photos to yeah. see like okay, at least she's not going to be in front of her window in at dusk, and then all of a sudden it starts getting dark. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I've seen those like. And you're just a silhouette. And it's just like, please turn your light on. Or those yeah. who who I know are in the tundras in Canada, but they have a beach background. Like, please stop doing that. Yeah. It throws me oh, off. The, like, I'm not big on a virtual background. Like, I hate so, them. So funnily enough, where I'm currently sat, and Felicia's probably thinking your background is so dull, I have literally <laughs> yeah. just moved my office at the weekend. And to the floor, on the floor beside me, are some panels that are going up behind me in order to give me a bit more of an interesting background. Because yeah. my lovely background is to the right of me because I've moved everything around. <laughs> So we have to now reimagine this space again to make it all beautiful. But yep. it's so important because it's because very what are we doing? important. I'm sat here looking at you as we talk and I'm thinking, oh, that's cool. She's got her badges up at the back. And oh, that's nice with that map. Is that one of those like rub off maps when you go somewhere? And, you know, we do. We can't help ourselves. We're really nosy. I love watching the news now because it's like, oh, look what they've got. Do you think they've read it? I know. Like, you just can't help yourself. Oh, I'm one of those, like, I wonder how much junk is behind the camera. Um, <laughs> like, did you have to step over the the clothes <laughs> to get? Yeah. I've done that too, you know, and that's a beautiful thing about um, being at home and being virtual. But you mm. do want to showcase that you are virtual. And the other thing you want to make sure you put on your page is that you are available for virtual keynotes, virtual trainings, and in mm. live, um, in-person events. Because th this this thing that we're doing now is not going away anytime soon. No. Is it's really not. And if you're trying to target corporations, remember a lot of these companies, my, my husband works for Sony PlayStation and they've kind of hinted every month that we may not be going back into the office. Mm. So, so, so that means they will still need training in the future, but it might be delivered virtually or it might be delivered in person. So you do want to showcase that you are an experienced virtual speaker. Mm. And if you have a video, um, if you're putting together a little video clip, make sure you put that um, inside of your video as well, just so people will know like, okay, she actually knows mm. how to speak. She can speak on camera. Um, yeah. We won't have somebody who'll show up an hour late because they didn't know how to click the button, that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just can't have all that, can you? Not at all. Yeah. Felicia, honestly, this has been so good and you've been so generous with your information and so helpful to me. I hope <laughs> that I've always been a huge advocate for speaking. It's done huge amounts for me and my business and still continues to do so. Strangely enough, one of the stats that we look at every month is how many views my TEDx talk has had. And ah. today, funny enough, I looked at December's and it went up, it goes up by about a thousand views every single month. And it's now up to like 26,000 views on my TEDx talk on the TEDx. YouTube. Oh, that's cool. So I, I don't so even check cool. that anymore. <laughs> well, do, do you know what? It's so funny. It's one of those things that one of my team now does. And it's just nice to go, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's still happening. And But speaking for me, like I said, has done so much for my business. And I know that lots of people listening to this are going to be kind of, they might have toyed with the idea and they're probably thinking, oh, the whole thing's off. So this is hopefully going to be really helpful. I want to ask you one final thing before we go, because I promise I've taken up too much of your time. That's okay. <laughs> Are you on Clubhouse? And if so, what do you think of it for speakers? Oh my gosh, Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. I am not on Clubhouse because I have a real phone. I'm an Android user. <laughs> ah, I know, that's that's a bit of a thing on their part. I mean, I'd hurry up and get the Android up if I was them. Um, Clubhouse is interesting 
If you can make it work, I would say go forward, but it seems very noisy to me with mm-hmm. so many people coming in and, um, and you have to balance having real social conversations versus educational. And the other thing that I think is, is a bit tricky for business owners is we are so tuned into helping, helping, helping. Mm-hmm. And for 2021, you got to ask, how am I making money off of this? You know, am I spending three hours? I'm hearing people spend three and five hours on Clubhouse. All right. Yeah. Is it really working for your business? Okay. You're getting followers. That's great. But what are you doing that's with all money. of those followers? I'm no followers are money. Yeah. But you're still broke. Uh, yeah, it's not paying my mortgage now, is it? No. And it's just like any other social media tool. And one just... If, if you're going to jump on it, go ahead and jump on it, but mm. make sure it's not getting in the way of you creating systems in your business, because that's <laughs> lessons learned is that systems actually do work and yeah. you actually do need them. And you do need all these sales funnels if you want to be able to make money during a, a period mm. like a pandemic, because unfortunately, this is not going to be the last time we will experience something like this. And you're going to have to be right. extremely ready. We had two people. No, one of my researchers actually had coronavirus and was in ICU. And mm. later on, my virtual assistant, people in her family got it, like her kids. Mm. So it was one of the triggers for me. It's like, okay, I need to get all of this information out of my head. Yeah. So make sure you t- take the time to do that. And if you're going to do Clubhouse, go ahead, enjoy it. Just like any other social media thing, enjoy it as much as possible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I do want to talk about your TEDx and I'm glad that you go and check it. I got hate mail from my TEDx. Did you? I got, oh, I got, I got quite a, I got handwritten old school. Somebody found no. my address. Yeah. Hate mail. And I got a lot of hate comments. And for those of you who are listening, all I talk about is girls and math and women in technology. People seem to have an issue with that. Oh, that is awful. That is so <laughs> bad. People have too much time in their hands. That's what they have. Like, that means they watched. That was amazing. Exactly. <laughs> and and they, you know, that was another view on your numbers. So Yes, it was. You know, Thank you. <laughs> and I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry that they decided to sit there and write a letter and post it and use their money to, to post that letter. Like, that's a foolish thing to do. A foolish thing to do. I, I, I have it, it framed. <laughs> hey, if you get hate mail, that means you're, you're making people oh, you've talk it. about you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. Felicia, thank you so much for today. I've really loved talking to you. I've missed you terribly. It was so nice (laughs) to be together in Nottingham. Um, And fingers crossed, at some point in the not-so-distant future, we will be at an event somewhere together and we can uh, see Have a hug. Yeah, (laughs) I love a hug. Thank you so much, Felicia, for being on. You've been wonderful. All right, thank you for having me. There we go. That was the lovely Felicia talking all about the speaking world. And like I said, I really, really hope that we can get back to it. And I really hope that I get to see you guys again. Oh, I miss you guys so much. And it's so nice when I go to a conference and I see you and we can hug and take a photo. So I am praying that we get to do that again soon. Okay. I'm going to leave you to it. Enjoy Thursday's episode of Small Business Superstar, and I will see you next Monday. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 